Here it is. The episode you've been waiting for. The Neighborhood Sellers Podcast with your hosts, Nico and Sasha Antanasio. Grab a chair, grab a drink, grab a friend, and enjoy the conversation. Wow, look at that. We're doing it again. We have another episode. You saw that? We're back at it again, guys. We're back at it. And uh, Sasha, how you doing this morning? Oh, thanks for not um, ignoring me again. Well, all right. So, so <laughs> somehow, no, backstory. Yeah, we started the episode, and and um, I, I was saying this. Fumble. I was saying this was like an international show, just because one of our guests is from the other side of the country. But um, and then the call dropped, so we had to start everything again. With a, <laughs> it was a minute, a minute ago. So, Sasha, how you doing? You doing well? I'm assuming. Uh, yeah. Nothing changed in the last minute and forty seconds. <laughs> Do you want to introduce our guest? Welcome, welcome, guys, to the Neighborhood Sellers Podcast. We're with you again, and we would love to introduce to you guys today our special guests. We have two of them. Two of them. Um, we have Casey Monet from our luxury. I love it. <laughs> At KW here. She's one of our amazing, amazing leaders of the luxury department that deals yes. with amazing, amazing properties. Anywhere from a million to ga- like a gazillion. A million is nothing. I mean, that's... Uh, yeah, a million is pennies to yeah, her. Like, exactly. what? She's like, what? <laughs> she's, uh, she was telling me that she's working on a, uh, a listing... Uh, with another agent. For was it a gazillion dollars? No, it's over five million, right? <laughs> over five million. Over five million. That's just that's just a couple and of pennies, right? <laughs> this episode couldn't be any more fitting. Absolutely. Talk about luxury. Yeah. If we didn't get our friend Sean from Beverly Hills. Oh my God! Exactly. So Sean Morrison on the phone. Yep. And it's ten o'clock our time. Ecast. We're going to call him Ecast. <laughs> Because he's on the phone. It's 10 o'clock our time. 7 o'clock his time. Oh, my God. You're a trooper. And he's hanging out with us. Sean, good morning. How you doing, buddy? Good morning. Good morning, neighborhood sellers. How we doing? <laughs> we are awesome. Uncomfortably hot. Thank you so much for hanging with us today. Yes, yes. Thank hey, you. Casey, thank nice to meet you. Nice, Appreciate you having nice me. Nice to meet you as well. So when Sasha and I were talking about this episode, one we knew we wanted to get both of you guys on the podcast. Yeah. And like we put down people's names, like guests that we want to bring and bring in. And then we started looking and we're like, man, this is gonna be like 40 episodes, you know, of people. Yep. And then we like, how can we mix and match? And well, we try up. A- we try to pair them up so they like in a way balance each other and like um or they at least go together so so the flow is just there the vibe more than anything we want a vibe exactly that just flows now i feel like i'm on a first date with sean <laughs> what, and, what, and, and i'll what, tell you what i'm hearing uh, i'm hearing that brian serhant wasn't available <laughs> <laughs> now you were my first call bro absolutely you're definitely yeah, my I, first call i appreciate it and um you know so Everyone who's came on this podcast all had that same exact feeling that you had. That's so funny. Um, and those, I feel, have been our best episodes. Good. When the people know nothing. Because we don't talk before the episode. You know, I I, I tell you guys, it's not scripted. Um, I tell you, hey, we'll see where the conversation goes. You know, it's just fire talk. And those have been by far our best episodes. And... Um, and that's the reason why we don't we don't we didn't say nothing to you guys. I love it. It's but, authentic. It's real. Exactly. Absolutely. You know exactly what it is. I think that's the the northeast of us, the Jersey out of us. You're gonna get the rawness, and um, if there's curses, there's curses. Sean, I know you guys don't curse out there in California, so <laughs> if we do curse, um, but you know what? 
There was a couple. They of say th- mafangul avocados. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. He laughed. They both oh, laughed. No. It was a pity laugh. They both. <laughs> It was a pig laugh. He calls it a Sasha button, guys. That but I think sa- my mom jokes are pretty funny. So and he goes just a hater. One of the things I wanted to, you know, kind of cover on this episode was luxury. Yeah. You know, luxury and real estate and all that stuff. But one of the things that I wanted to add on to it, because our episodes are pre-recorded and we put them out, and sometimes they're out a few weeks after we record or the same. This is going to be. This is recorded on Wednesday. This coming Friday is going to go, uh, we're going to air it. I love oh, it. Oh, wow. Um, luxury Friday. It's going to be a luxury Friday. Exactly. And I think that's going to be the, you know what, Casey, thank you for the uh, the title of the episode, yeah. Luxury Friday. And the reason why I want to do it this Friday is New Jersey just got news of the bright MLS uh, three days ago. Oh, I heard about that. And all the great things that ever happen, and I'm saying this sarcastically, when I when I used to work in the restaurant business in New York, yep. there's, there's a thing called, um, you know, the, so if you work so many different, so many hours, you by law in New York, you have to get a break. Got it. By certain, certain hour, you have to have a break during that certain hour. If you work more than 10 hours, the company will get fined additional money so even if like you're scheduled ten hour shifts, yeah. and that, you know you work four days, ten hour shifts, forty hours, um, the company will still get fined. It's it's just weird the way it works. All that stuff started in California. Um, our beautiful paper straws started <laughs> in California. So all the stuff trendsetters are Californians, um, which we is love cool. Those biodegradable straws that start <laughs> biodegrading in our drinks. Right. The worst. <laughs> but I, I'll tell you this, Sean. I mean, they melt away before you even take a sip. They're so amazing. But I'll tell you this, you know, like the car emissions and all that stuff. All this stuff starting. It, Californians have been the activists for the rest of the country. Well, that's very true. One of the things that started in California was sellers not being obligated to pay a buyer's agent's commission. And Bright MLS, the second largest MLS in the country, who does South Jersey. So it does um, Ocean County, Burlington, Candom. Like basically anything above Cape May and anything below um, basically Middlesex, Union, Monmouth, Bright MLS takes care of, right? In New Jersey, they went and said that they're not... We don't, we're not obligated. The sellers are not obligated to pay buyers, agents, um, commissions. Mm, that's crazy. And I kind of wanted to start the show off on that and kind of get both your guys' takes. One on the luxury market, because um, as we know in luxury, real estate agents aren't getting paid 3% per side, you know, especially if it's not usually. $8 million. I just saw um, a listing in Creskill. For eight eight point eight million or eight million eight hundred eighty thousand eight hundred eighty dollars. Oh dang! In uh, in Cresco, wow. An agent from BCP, um, Keller Williams. So, I'm sure that agent isn't getting paid or is didn't negotiate six percent on it. So, Sean, how is it working with you guys as far as agents there? When you guys looking at the MLS, I mean. One of the things early in our career that the vets used to say is like, always look at the commissions and see what it is. 
I never gave a fuck. I mean, if my clients liked it. I, I never I even should. looked at commission, yeah, like, I, ever. I, I would show it. I mean, I would never steer my client out. That's not a one to look, because that I'm only getting 2%. That's such injustice for your client. Yeah, like. so, you know, but you also had some of these dinosaurs that just... Absolutely. You know, they, That's what they're used to. Yeah, they, they had exactly. different rules. I mean, they didn't have the same rules. That's why they're going what? They're going extinct. <laughs> uh, so, with that being said, what is the... What's the word I'm looking for? What is the, I guess, the mindset, or what? what's going on in California... With that, like, wh- how are you guys talking to your clients? Are you guys telling your clients, hey, there's a chance that you need to pay me? Or if the commission is half a percent, oh, hold on, let me put the camera back on. If the commission's like, if the commission's like a half a percent, are you saying, hey, listen, I don't work for half percent, you need to come up with another point and a half? Like, what are you guys doing in California? Yeah, I mean, so that's something new, like you said, that they're rolling out. So we're kind of just at the, the front end of it, and it's, new for the buyers it's new for the agents you know but what we're really doing is offering the highest level of service and Mm -hmm. we're showing our value we go above and beyond to really find the property that they're looking for especially if when they've seen everything on the market we do a lot of mailers calls door knocking we take advantage of the reach of social media Mm -hmm. and you know partnering with great people like yourselves to really provide the value and service and find the opportunities that they're looking for. Mm-hmm. So that, that hasn't specifically taken effect in force just yet. It's on the, the chopping block. So that's going to be something that we're going to renegotiate with our clients. Mm-hmm. And, you know, there's going to be people who, you know, we're, we're taking our listings at 6%. I have a listing that I took for a nine-bedroom, nine-and-a-half bath wait, wait, in Woodland on. Hills. Amazing. Nine bedrooms, nine-and-a-half bathrooms. So this in Woodland Hills, how far is that from Beverly Hills? We were talking about uh, 20 minutes 25, walk, 25 20 minutes, minutes walk in, three hours driving is more or less what I think. The, the, joke in, uh, the joke in L.A., Nico. Uh, LA is an hour from LA. Oh, 100%. That is the truth. <laughs> you know, but I'll, I'll tell you this. So to go from uh, Beverly Hills to Hollywood is you know, a few miles, but depending on the traffic situation, it could take you an hour. Well, listen, that's, I mean, listen, you guys have the world's worst traffic. But that's us going like <laughs> five seconds on Route 4. That's, yeah. So, like in, <laughs> in Bergen County, where we live, everything is closed on Sundays. We have what's called the Blue Law. And the Blue Law. Sure. You cannot get any non-essential items. So you can't buy a car, can't buy uh, candles, can't buy greeting cards, wow. can't buy clothing, shoes. Oh. Um, but you can get you know, motor oil, light bulbs. Food. Actually, you can get candles. Essentials. You can't just get like bed. Like, but not scenty candles. Not like, not not, like yeah, bed, not, bath, and not, yeah, not body not works. Not body works. Yeah, yeah, exactly. You can't get those. But so they... Um, so on Sundays, we can virtually go anywhere we want. Like if I want to go from my mom's house to my house or vice versa, it would take me 12 minutes because it's only a mile, two miles, maybe two and a half miles. Today, driving my son over there on the way here took me 37 minutes Wow! for that same drive. <laughs> because the thing is, one, we're right outside New York City. So we have all the people from the city coming right. here. We have seven major shopping malls here. So that's it just sucks. So we feel your pain. Um, but I never knock on wood. Yeah, so I tell everyone never touch the table. But knock on wood. We I've never sat in LA traffic anytime I've gone out to you guys. So I kind of been blessed. Mm-hmm. But being being said, so that 
six bedroom, no, nine, nine, nine bedrooms, nine. nine and a half bathrooms. What's the list price off of that? We're at two million nine hundred forty-nine thousand, almost three million. That sounds that a great I know, opportunity. I feel like that's like that sounds very economical, bro. I know. Is it a fixer upper or is it in good shape? It's a it's a two thousands build, pretty good shape, great opportunity. What we're actually seeing a little bit more of a challenge at is the even more luxury price point. Over mm-hmm. five million, LA has introduced a new tax that is at four percent over five million. And five point five percent. Wow. Five percent over ten million. Oh my gosh! What? Wow. So we have the millionaires tax here. Casey, why don't you explain what the millionaires tax here is? Okay. So the millionaires tax here in Jersey, anything over $1 million is a 1% tax. So what I used to do in in New Jersey always, you know, New Jersey gets smart. But, you know, us people from Jersey, we try to always be smarter than the state. (laughs) So if I had a client who, you know, the offer price was just over a million dollars, say, one million twenty five thousand or one point one million. What I would always tell my clients is offer to pay for the buyer's and seller's commission. Yep. And you know, offer to pay for the the seller's state transfer tax or whatever it is. So you can yep. bring in the price under a million dollars, get away from that one percent because you're still saving you would still save money if it made sense. What New Jersey did is they got smart. They still charged a million dollar, uh, the one million dollar, well, the one percent tax to some of these buyers because it was so close, and they saw what they Damn. did. So they, that's something that within the last few months, I was working with Vicky on something. There's a lot of talk around that. Too. Yeah, it's it was like one. The, the, the list price was like nine hundred nine hundred thousand, and they were coming in at one million thirty five thousand. So I'm like, yo, that's easy. Offer to pay your, tell them that you'll pay for the buyer's commission. And then it's under a million dollars. They're still netting the same amount of money, but the list price, you know, they save money on the transfer transfer tax, but at the same time kind of goes around the law. Now, I was mentioning this before about the commissions in in luxury. Yep. In our market, and like I said, our market's North Jersey, and we do have... Is Alpine the number one or number two? Alpine's probably number one. Number one. Mm-hmm. So Alpine's the number one in New Jersey or nationwide? Probably nationwide. I feel like I've seen an article recently. Yeah, oh, so wow. Alpine, New Jersey, which is three miles north of us. Correct. All right, right on the Hudson River. I mean, you have phenomenal names that live out there. Richest zip code in the United States. Yep. Definitely the richest in, in New Jersey. But say you know, an agent's bringing a market, something to market. Yep. In Alpine. What are you looking at a commission on that part? I always, it depends on the agent. I always tell them to go for the 6%. And I'm so right. happy to hear Sean say that he has a 6% right, right, right. on his listing. Um, on the seller side, on the agent side, you're investing a lot in your marketing. 100%. Right? A lot of the homes need staging. You're putting a lot of money up front. You know what? I'm glad you said that. Yeah. Give her a cha-ching. Yeah, I actually, (laughs) I was definitely going to hit You don't get the Sasha button. No, did you see I was reaching for it? And then I'm like, let me pull it. I'm so glad you said about staging because that's something else I wanted to talk about was how important is staging in our market here? And Sean, in your market there, and when you talk about, you know, your market there, a million dollars is like a fixer-upper. Yeah. 
I'm we, sh- we call that a teardown. <laughs> wow. <Yep>. <laughs> Almost <laughs> here, here too. Teardown. Yeah, well, yeah, exactly. In certain uh, certain areas. It's certain areas. Well. I mean, certain towns, yeah. Look at Demers, Paramus. Saddle River. Yeah, Saddle River. on where... Uh, what street it's on is where we put the comma. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I like that. So how important is staging? Like how much more would a seller get if it's staged, physically staged, yeah. or virtually staged? So what, what, I mean, in our market, Casey, yeah. what do you suggest an agent come into market? You, what would you tell that agent? They always say staging yields about 7 to 10% more. Um, I think the customer, the client, mm-hmm. can't visualize, right? They can't visualize an empty house or even if the house has furniture, they want a certain look and feel to right. the house. Um, so staging really becomes part of that vision for for the client, for the people coming in. Um, Sean, I'm, I'm sure the same in your market, right? Yeah, that's a great answer, Casey. I was going to say the same about 8 to 12% higher that we're helping our sellers net yep. by using staging and our marketing strategies. We use great high-quality photography, drone photos, and our mm-hmm. marketing plan. So we're helping our sellers net more money. Yeah. Now, when you guys do staging, is it – now, we have the luxury – no pun intended. We have the luxury of having you. The director of luxury <laughs> here. Right? I love it. So the luxury I, of luxury Monet. So if I have a question, I will. Ching. <laughs> there we go. We're gonna call what that about the Monet button. The money button. <laughs> button is now the Monet button. There you go. I love it. We, we just named the button. Look at you got the, the name of the episode, and you've. I love you're it. The first, I got a button named after. You're the me. first person or first guest I have a button named after. Exactly. <laughs> you, you, we have the Sasha button, and I have the Monet button. <laughs> We need a Sean button. Yeah, yeah exactly. Money, money, money. Yeah. <laughs> but that is so perfect. Now, as an agent, whose vision is it for the staging? So usually in, in our market, um, we have different staging companies right. that our agents work with. Um, and, and usually it's a combination. Um, I've seen agents where they go on, you know, the staging appointment and they have the, the seller there with them and the seller is kind of giving them, you know, what they feel comfortable with either removing or moving or painting. Mm-hmm. Um, it really depends on how deep you want to get. Great point. So it's not just putting furniture, but no. it's also painting. It's painting. And taking things out as well. Yeah. Decluttering. Yeah, absolutely. You know, one thing I always tell people is, you know, we're parents. Uh, Sean, I don't, you don't, you have no kids, right? So us, we've got seven of them. No, no. But, that, that I know about. That, that, not that I know about Nico. None that he knows about. He's clarifying that. Ooh, that's a that's a good that's one. That's another episode in itself. But, but between Sasha, Sasha and I, and oh, Maury, you're right. Maury, Maury meets TNS podcast. <laughs> Let's do it. Right, exactly. I Who want is that the one. Father, who is the realtor father? You are not the father. <laughs> No, I think the the one that drops your heart. Because the godfather of real estate. <laughs> I know, right? Oh, I love that. The one that makes your heart thing is you are the father that everybody goes racing off the thing to just run away. They're oh like, no, God. I'm not the father. That's a lie. He doesn't look like me. Like, what? <laughs> but So we, we have kids on our end here. And I don't know about you and your, and your husband, but when we had kids, the changing table was in the living room. The, the plaque and play like the living room was like another bedroom because yeah you didn't want to go trap like you were comfortable so you made your environment comfortable as a parent i could i'm like wow that is so smart you know they have the changing table right there by the by the kitchen and like by the kitchen table that's so so smart idea 
person who doesn't have kids, they don't realize yeah, that. Right. So they're like, what the what the hell's wrong with these people? Why did that? Why are they lazy? Yeah, why are they changing table by the kitchen table? Like, they're so <laughs> stupid. Like, don't they realize how smelly that's going to be? That's so funny. Like, you're, you're, you're the one who's stupid because you have to go up and downstairs. Like, <laughs> yeah, who's the stupid one now? You know, the coffee uh, you just put in, the coffee you just made, that's going to be cold three hours from now because you went upstairs and you completely forgot to go downstairs. Uh, yeah, because like, you sold coffee. Yeah. I can't. Right? Exactly. <laughs> that's a trigger point Mom. for me. <laughs> That's a mom. You know, mom life, that's like you never have hot coffee. So why even order, even when you're out, why even order hot coffee? You never get to drink it. Exactly. <laughs> like, I don't know how many times I went in the microwave. I'm like, damn, I, I wonder how old this coffee is that's in the, <laughs> sitting here. And just, that's just like, I wonder if when Sasha put this, this is like a day old. Sometimes it's like a week old. I don't even know. But not just that. Like, or in the day, the day after, I'll, I'll heat up something and I'm like... Hmm, I wonder if this Why was Sasha's. Di- is this Sasha's dinner that she she never made got to eat. and never ate? Yep. So it ages like a fine wine. Yeah. <laughs> so, exactly. Sean, you'll see one. You know, if you ever have kids, you'll definitely see what we're talking about, and then you'll laugh. It's so fun. Like you'll, so fun. Like we had a refrigerator inside the bedroom. <laughs> we literally, but it was for my it was for my titty milk. Yeah, it Sorry was. To get t- <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> Sean, this, this episode took a left turn. Because, <laughs> he's like, it's too early for like, this. Like, you know, those college dorm refrigerators, the small ones? Yeah. Where's my coffee? Like, yeah. we, we just took it out of the garage and put it right on the dresser. We moved everything off, thing off the dresser, and it was right there next you know to the, the warmer. I'm seeing that in luxury homes now. Really? I'm seeing nurseries off the master. Sean, uh-huh. are you seeing that too? Off the master bedroom, like little, instead of a sitting room, it's becoming a nursery. That is such a great idea. Oh, my yeah, God. They, they've got a lot of really awesome features of these homes yeah uh, we're, we're seeing homes at 20 30 50 the the most expensive i've seen so far is 100 million love it for a property 100 and, million uh, you know wow. depending, depending that, on the price though they'll, they'll list it at 30 million and it'll close at 17 you know it depends on the pricing if it's staged a lot of these properties are vacant because they are either second home vacation home new build mm-hmm. uh, investment property what you is know, cons- so that's where you do want to stage what's considered a new build in your market well like uh, how many you know, years it could, could be ground up no i'm saying how many how many years old like, uh, zero they, they finished it yesterday they started working on it you know this year they moved mm-hmm. quick you know it's all it's the permit process no so i got you but get it permitted pretty quickly they've but, got big teams but what my question is like i have a client and she's like oh you know i want something that's new yeah right you know we'll show them something within the last 10 years yeah, decade. You know, the, you know, at least that. 10 years I, I would say the last five or 10 years mm-hmm. five I or 10 you. years because we don't have real estate here i mean it's just there's no land to left. build there's yeah. no land left there's nothing there's no yeah, land. we're, we're, we're on top of each problem. other they're not making any more land yeah no exactly. unfortunate so basically it's old teardowns i mean if you look at palisades park palisades park went through this about 20 years ago where they would take yeah. anything that was a 50 by 100 they would knock it down put two blocks a duplex in and the duplex would be you know from a 2000 well, happening in hoboken yeah it was a 2000 square foot crazy. house f- footprint is now a 6,000 square foot Correct, duplex, yeah. like 3,000 3, 3, yeah. on each side. And now you're seeing that in Demarest. I mean, almost every house in Demarest. Paramus, oh my God, Paramus. Yeah. yeah, so huge. It's, it, and then that's all within minutes of each other. I mean, you're talking about Palaces Park to Tenafly, 15 minutes, 15, yeah. you know, Tenafly to Creskill to Alpine, five, five minutes, mm-hmm. Paramus from Creskill, 15 minutes. So all these places, it's all getting teared down. And 
those are like new. I mean, even if you look at um, uh, Allendale, uh, uh, not really Allendale, but um, more, I guess there's a couple of new bills because right off where we, because we were part of a private lake association that we, that we have joined yep. and that's all being teared down or tore down over there. Um, and there's a lot of history on those homes there, which is cool because we had the revolutionary war in our backyard. Come I mean, through. yeah, our area, you go, you go right down the block. There's the revolutionary war uh, museum, you know, where they fought and what they, history. Yeah, oh no, we have wonderful history here, Sean. It's, oh my God, Sean, don't even get him on. Yeah, um, with that. You know, I, I get, I get my he's rocks such off. a history and movie buff. It's like insane. Meanwhile, uh, he's married to someone who can care a damn about anything. Like, so news history class. So <laughs> we're the, on the New Jersey side of the Barbie, George Barbie or Oppenheimer. Oppenheimer, bro. So <laughs> I, I, I'll tell you this. I figured I figured you were a Barbie guy. <laughs> so I'll tell you this. I would say that when it comes to his daughter, he is. We I, we were gonna go see it, but Sasha doesn't really want to go see it with the kids. It doesn't really look. I know kid friendly. kid friendly. Exactly. The way Ken has been portrayed, I don't know. But Sasha wants to bring the kids, which I agree, to see Oppenheimer, or Oppenheimer, or whatever the movie's called. People have been saying they've been learning more from. That. And plus, no. it's, it's a Martin Scorsese movie. I mean, you can't get anything movie. better yeah. than that. And it's also a Martin Scorsese movie, so it's three hours long. But there are people learning about history through that movie. I mean, you listen, the Manhattan Project. I knew about the Manhattan Project. I learned about the Manhattan Project. But it's about the Manhattan Project. And, and the, Rus- the, 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 the race to the nuclear war between oh us and God, Russia. Oh, my God, there he I mean, goes. Yeah, but... There he goes, guys. Yeah. We just but lit that, that, on the that New Jersey, fire and it's so on gone. The New, the New Jersey side of the George Washington Bridge. Down the Bridge. rabbit hole. <laughs> there, <laughs> there you go. And you know the craziest part, Sean, is our daughter is literally yep. like him. She's such a buff. Like anything that he, it's so crazy. It's like he had a mini-me. And <laughs> she's like, you, if you didn't know like who her mom was, you would think she's like a Caucasian, like uh, older Caucasian man. Because she loves ice hockey. She loves golfing. She loves like chess, like these. I'm like, so what is going on? What's what's pretty? Who are cool. you history? Like what is like? No, stop. Get so, away from that stuff. What's pretty cool about <laughs> about us? All right. So this table here, we're huge Yankee fans. Oh yeah, and like, we are. Like our kids, Woo-hoo. Casey names. Is Monet a Yankee fan as well? Oh. Hold on, hold on. Check this out. Casey. And the devils. Go devils. Oh, oh boy, devils. Here we, we go. Are, so Casey, well, all right, we'll go, I'll go, I'll go to that one first. Hold on. Who's, is that your, my phone? So we get feedback from our phones on our end, which you guys don't hear. Yeah. Uh, it's definitely mine. So it just, sounds like the Nextel. You remember me, back in the day yeah, just, when it was next to the radio? And yeah. Go, <laughs> so that's, do you hear that? No. Yeah. You, you no, it went away. So Casey's husband is a huge Rangers fan and I'm a huge Devils fan. I think you did. We have an agent here in the office, Tony Navin. Yep. And he had this gala for um, uh, Fight Kids Cancer. Yep. Where you were. Tackle Kids oh Cancer. Tackle Kids Cancer. Yeah, it right. was one that Eli Manning is superly, super connected with, in, yeah. involved in. And you were super involved in planning this event. Correct, yeah. That was the night the Devils played the Rangers <laughs> in game. It was a Thursday night. I can't remember. I can't forget. It was Thursday night. It was game two. Oh, really? And I had to sell my tickets. And I was talking to that Casey. That was big. I was selling Casey, and she's like, oh, don't worry about it. The bar has a TV. I told my husband. He's a huge Rangers <laughs> fan. We were there. Me. And I forgot your husband's name. Kevin. Kevin. Yep. 
we couldn't find the TV. There was no TV. <laughs> so we're watching. They, they told me that the TV was going to be on with the game. So we're watching it from our cell phones. So on the, on, you know, they're, they're auctioning off a $5,000 bottle, bottle of tequila. Yeah. That just went stupid, bonkers oh money. It was, it was it was like Italy trip went bonkers. Yeah, that that Italy, was like 20,000. The Tiffany oh earrings. And here I am, I'm like, how is that a penalty? That's no penalty. <laughs> and you found your match, my husband. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, we, uh, we both hate each other's teams, respectfully hate each other's teams, but we're there with a common interest of watching our, finding a way to watch our team with no internet <laughs> service. But what's funny is Sasha and I both named our kids after a soccer player. Well, Nico did. I didn't know that. Yes, we did. I, I didn't know that up until the last episode either. Tasha just found out. Bullshit. You definitely No, I knew about John Luigi Buffon, but I didn't know about the other John Luigi. Oh, Don Yeah, Don Donorama. I didn't know about him. So, Casey, why don't you tell us who you named your daughter after? Yes. Stop and again, it. it was my husband. So my husband's a huge diehard Yankee fan, Don Mattingly. How awesome is that? Huge fan. Wow. They named their daughter so, Don. No. I'm playing. <laughs> My daughter's name is Maddie Mattingly. Really? How yeah. cool is that? After Don Mattingly. I love that. That is amazing. Now, yep. Don Mattingly. 23 is all over our house. That's her number? Yep. Wow. That's her number for everything. My daughter. Don't break in. My daughter, she, uh, <laughs> my daughter refers to herself as GG44. Yeah. She makes profiles on games. GG44. Yeah. Like, that's her, that's her tagline. It's GG44. But what's pretty wild is it's you it's it, not me it's there you go now it's no, now it's fixed no you can't hear but what's pretty cool is the rivalry that we have with sean sean you're you're a dodgers fan right oh so you're an uh, because Madeline's been a curse. Everyone keeps oh, on so saying. Oh, so he said that was a fumble. When he said Dodgers, he meant really angels. Oh, oh that uh, was a fumble, <laughs> right? <laughs> so I was gonna respond to that and be like, "Are you sure you're even any one of those fans? I think you're just a Yankees fan." But you know, I'll tell you. I, but I'll tell you this. You know, right now, we it, the, the the trade deadline is next week. It's uh, Tuesday, all right. So if you're hearing this, is a couple days away. It's basically. A week away from us. You know, we're okay. recording on Wednesday. So Tuesday's the deadline. Shohei Atani is the biggest name right now on the I trading like that block. Name. Shohei Atani. He had the opportunity coming here in Jersey. He uh -huh. had the huge opportunity from leaving Japan to come here. I'm serious, not Jersey, but New York um, to play with the Yankees. Yeah. He had a big, awesome, intimate relationship with Billy Epler, who was the general manager of the Angels. And a part of me said that as noble and honorable how the Japanese culture is, you know, they're very loyal to friendships and whatnot. And I think that's what helped him decide to go to L.A., then come to Jersey, uh, to New York. So now he, the Angels, they haven't really done anything with him. And his contract is up and, you know, they're trading. They're going to be trading the world. The Yankees have an opportunity to trade for him which in our end sucks because we represent on the real estate aspect a couple of the minor league players and the, man, the minor league players that we represent um would be i mean and, and our the minor league players you know they're very good prospects for the yankees okay and looking at the rumors and i'm going based on rumors just rumors because i'm all about discreetness rumor has it yes 
Oh my God, that's that's a, <laughs> Sasha! Wow! Look at oh, wow! Look at this. Monet. She no, got the Monet button. I had to. I had because I'm next to her. Oh, I'm channeling Sa- her Monet Sa- Sasha, Sasha. vibe. <laughs> that is. <laughs> oh, like, no, no, I didn't no, like that one. Take that one back. Sasha, that one. That is by far the best. <laughs> Plug that you've ever done on our podcast. Seven episodes. Yay me! Give me a, a, a thingy thingy. No, the the applause. Oh. Yay me! I am super. <laughs> I, I'm impressed. Sean, he's trying to play me. Here it is. I'm. You know what? He's trying to call me slow. He deserves a he's, raise. I know exactly. <laughs> so no, a day off. Forget the raise. I just want a day off. Thirty-two minutes. Do, Thirty-two minutes into the show, <laughs> and I definitely have our our, our kind of. Our teaser. Yeah. That is perfect. <laughs> but um, yeah. we would get one of the best players in baseball history. That is. And here's That's some of the. Amazing. And listen, this is some of the stats. All right. This is some of the stats because I was just sh- looking at it the other day. For Otani? For Otani. Mm-hmm. They're calling him the next Babe Ruth. So wow. Babe Ruth in 159. Wow. He had, I'm sorry. Babe oh, Ruth. Hold on. He went to who he was with the Angels? Babe Ruth started with. No, no, no. no. This Otani. Uh, the Angels. And they so, did nothing with him? They, he's prospecting they have, to be they like have, they have the two, one of the two best players in baseball history with Michael Trout and Otani, but they just can't. They just can't break through. I mean, it's, it sucks. So in the first six hundred and seventy-four games, uh-huh. right? Six hundred seventy-four games. Apples, apples. Babe Ruth has hit one hundred and fifty-nine home runs. Uh-huh. In career, as far as and in, Babe Ruth and Otani are both positional players, which do they bat? Uh-huh. At a high level and pitchers, and they pitch at a high level. So in the first six six hundred and seventy four games, Babe Ruth hit one hundred and fifty nine home runs. Now this guy was the baseball home run king for decades, right? Uh-huh. Until the steroid errors. He, he like he was you know and and, and <laughs> yeah there we go. <laughs> well, you you had you, you had uh, you had Mark McGuire looking like a freaking Bill a, a brick house over there, hmm. but you also had you know it's you, the creatine. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, exactly what it was. The the antler uh, ant, the antler blood, and just it's like what's in the water. P- Piazza <laughs> said, right? So then, career games, pitching wise, mm-hmm. all right, they're going as far as innings, four hundred and fifty five innings. Babe Ruth was thirty five wins, eighteen losses. Mm-hmm. All right, apples and apples. Yeah. Shohei Tani, hundred and sixty home runs in his first six hundred forty seventy four games. Wow. Right. So he's hit one more home That's run. That's amazing. And his f- first 455 innings, he's had 35 wins, 19 losses. Wow. wow. One more loss than Babe Ruth. One more home run than Babe Ruth. Wow. So this is the guy that the Yankees could, could potentially get in, 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 in lieu of losing oh boy. So our my, whole farm. My next baby is going to be named I what? Exactly. Shohei? Atani. Oh, Atani. <laughs> but Shohei, you guys, go. so, oh my God, I, I, I definitely want to meet We're your, setting you juju already. The, <laughs> but you know what's crazy is we, we talk about the luxury market. If you look at Alpine, you have some yep. iconic yes. Yankee players yep. who live in Alpine. Oh yeah. You know, CeCe Sabathia goes to the same gym a friend of mine goes to Right here locally. He lives in Alpine. Yeah. And what's stupid. Okay. Let me not say stupid. Miseducated and misinformed to these players. Because these players, they don't understand the, they don't understand. Listen, it just bothers us. It doesn't go on the podcast anyway. Okay. But these players don't understand what they're losing or gaining. So New York, you have city. If you live in five boroughs in New York, you're paying city tax. Sean, do you guys have anything like that in uh, Los Angeles where you're paying like a neighborhood tax 
on top of the state tax? Yeah, a lot of people are choosing to the new thing. I don't know if you've heard of is a super commuter. Okay. So people may live in Texas or other places and choose to fly back and forth to avoid. So the primary. So the primary address, and and he's saying Texas. You know why Texas? No state tax in Texas. You just pay federal tax in Texas. Texas, Florida, no state tax. So when a player gets traded or signs with these teams. A million dollars in Texas and a million dollars in New York City, night and day. Oh, two different ball It's parts, two different ballparks because you're paying city tax. Sure. Yeah. So that's awesome that you guys have this commuter tax there. So these players, if they live in the five boroughs, they're paying a New York City tax. If they drive, and, and listen, if you're going from, say you're going down from the village, Chelsea, you're going downtown, Correct. like the financial, which is beautiful, right? Absolutely. The Chelsea Piers is beautiful. To get to the Bronx, it's a 45-minute train ride. It's, 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 it's a stupid train ride, all right? Assuming there's no no one jumping on the tracks, no protests <laughs> on the tracks. You're acting like that's an everyday No delays, no delays, no, no malfunctions. And Sean, I don't know if you've ever been in the city. Subways in the summertime is Horrible. Oh my goodness! Talk about like you feel like a ninja turtle. Yeah, it's you feeling. That's another good one. You feeling the swamp? Yeah, <laughs> you're feeling the swampiness of sweat with no because there's no ventilation. You're in a tunnel. It just it's just disgusting. I, I, yeah. It's so fun. So that's like a 45 minute commute, or you can live in Alpine, drive to the Bronx, which is a 15, 15 minute because yep. you're just taking the PIP, right? The PIP, the Palisades yep. and State Parkway, the PIP, or 9W, which is more local, which yep. goes through. Um, right I would the, do the PIP as opposed to 9W. Right to the bridge. Yeah, yeah, right to the bridge. Right. And then Yankee Stadium is a spit right off the bridge to, to from, you know, from yeah. where you, the bridge is 181 and Yankee Stadium is 161, so 20 blocks. 20 blocks, Sean. Just is, a hop, skip, and a jump. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 20 blocks, <laughs> Sean, in traffic is an hour. 20 blocks, <laughs> no traffic. Five minutes. Yeah. You know, and uh, so, so a lot of these athletes, and I, and I, so I was just telling this one athlete who plays on the Yankees, he's in the minor league system. When you get called up, right, when you go to the show, live in Jersey, you'll pay less in taxes because you're not paying, you're, you're making money. You'll pay less in taxes. You're not paying city tax. But now you have land, right? Yeah. You may not have the whole ambiance of, let me go and walk this way or whatever. You have land. You get to loan real estate. You also get that estate. privacy, whereas exactly. sometimes you may and, not be able to and, have that. And, and, these, and these homes, Casey, they're immaculate, aren't they? I mean, you've been in these homes. Of course. Absolutely. Privacy is the biggest thing. 100%. That, right? So they're getting their privacy. They're getting their land. And then, Sean, how do you guys deal with the privacy? Or how does these high-wealth individuals deal with privacy in, in your market? Well, Nico, in a lot of the communities that we serve, they have a gated, gated communities, and oh. you know, guard, guard gated. Uh, some of them are even double gated. You know, the property itself is gated beyond that. Oh wow! Wow. So they have, uh, you know, no no sight line to the public, per se, for and, some of these higher end homes. Now, tell me more. Now, you have a client, right? And and obviously, you're working with high wealth clients i mean i i follow what you sell and, and what you post and and um you know and, and one thing i failed to mention like sasha and i sean is also 
a host on American Dream TV, selling yes, Beverly Hills. He's also on Keller Williams Sports and Entertainment Division. So, I love it. Uh -huh. you know, we have a lot of similar, similarity, similar, similarities. Sasha, there, there you go. go. Thank you so much. Insert Sasha. There's a lot. There's a couple of words he can't pronounce. Yeah, there's guys, a lot of words. English is not my first language. I, I learned English. <laughs> I didn't know that. Yeah, that's I, where Sasha I, comes I in. I learned English. Um, yeah. And Sasha, please pronounce the word. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> I see what you sell. You have a client. You guys do your, your consultation. And obviously your consultations, they're, I guess, in a third-party location. I mean, I mean, I guess, uh, explain to me. Are you bringing people into your office? I mean, I guess seeing some of these stars and these celebrities is no... Is, it's, your agents are not shy. I mean, you guys are just like, oh, this is another person. Everyday occurrence. Exactly. Right? <laughs> so what are you doing? You bring them into the office. How does that go? Yeah, it depends on the client. You know, some are a little more comfortable. You know, you could be at the, the drugstore and run into Jay Leno. You know, it's, it's that type of environment where you could be getting coffee and, uh, you know, see somebody like uh, Mauricio from the agency. You know, these nice. people, they're, they're people and they're, they're enjoying their lives. And we're all, you know, one big, uh, happy family here in the 90210. You know, that's what we tell people all the time when we talk about our clients, they're just people. They're Absolutely. not to us. They're not athletes. They have a job. Like I, I mentioned, there was a first round pick, uh, Giants player years ago. Um, and he had a, he had a puppy and he asked me, he goes, do you think they'll get mad if I bring my puppy to work? <laughs> and I'm like, I don't know, bro. You have to talk, talk to bring the puppy. Talk to your, talk to your. And he was on the defense, but I talked to him like, talk to your position assistant coach. Don't talk to the the assist. Don't talk to the position coach. Don't talk to your coordinator. Do not talk to the head coach. Talk to your assistant. But now, so you have one of these high worth, one of these high worth individuals. Are you setting them up? Like for us, you know, we get a, we, we we set them up with a moving company. We set them up with insurance company. We're setting them up with, um, you know, um, you know, different, you know, like agreeers, exactly. Yeah. Are you setting them up with prices? Concierge services. Correct. Yeah. Now, are you setting them up with like securities, like security systems, like security guards and stuff like that? Do you have those connections? Do you need to make well, those connections? Cars, vehicles, things like that. Yeah. Whatever they need, we're having access to help them with the highest level of service, making sure that there is security, that there is not, uh, you know, information getting out that they don't want out, you know. So sometimes we're having uh, NDA signed, okay. and that may be Absolutely. with the driver, you know, if, the, if there's a driver involved, if there's another you know, third-party company involved. That's one thing. I, privacy. That's one thing I learned from Sean from a conversation I had is. If you have, you rent a driver from going to property to property, property, sign an NDA with the driver because the driver's going to hear all intimate conversations about financials yep. and all that stuff with the client in the car. Huge. So that's something that's something that's huge that I, I, I learned from Sean, um, which is, which is super interesting because people won't think of that, of, of, of that, of a driver. And then the NDA, yeah. when I was in the restaurant business, we used to do positive PR for a lot of our celebrities that came in to eat. Um, and a lot of the celebrities knew that we would do this. So, you know, they would leave a tip. We would send the picture of the receipt to our contact and they would write an article. Wow. So we would always give positive press to them, but it would always be a day after they were ate there. Um, we would never do it the same day or at the exact same time because we always respected their privacy. But we had sneak, you know, these celebrities into the restaurant. Um, and at the same time, a lot of these celebrities, I would have their cell phone numbers, and 
they only get they a lot of them we would always give you your their assistance number when you actually got their number or their spouse's number that's when they you knew that they respected yeah, you tr- and they trust you 100 percent. now like in our market casey it's one it's difficult to get a listing period right i mean it's so just much competition the market yeah yep. how much more is that competition when you're looking at the luxury market yeah <sighs> I mean, I, I just had it. I had agents going up for a $7 million listing, and unfortunately, there was a lot of competition. So um, what separates an agent from an agent in our market trying to get a $7 million listing? Like, what does that have, agent have to do outside of reducing their commission to yeah. get that listing? Out-of-the-box marketing. Out-of-the-box marketing. Yeah. Mm. It's, not, it's not enough to just do the normal drone, sunset photos. Mm. You've got, you got to think of something else. Right. So, Unveiling parties, right? Broker open parties, yep. making creating a buzz around the property. Now I know a targeting lot of, the buyer. All I mean, really. Like I know a lot of our revealing parties. You know, people renting luxury vehicles and stuff like that. Yeah. Now, Sean, in your market now, hearing what Casey said about ours, what are you guys doing in your market for? I guess a mediocre seven million dollar listing. <laughs> um, you know, you know, the seven million dollar teardown. Yeah, seven yeah, million dollars. Exactly. You know, in the valley. You know, I yeah, guess Silicon Valley, right? So seven million dollars is what a garage. Yeah, a basement yeah, apartment. One, one bedroom loft. <laughs> <laughs> so if you if you're going to the valley over there, what is what are you guys agents? What are you guys doing to separate yourself from other agents? Um, specifically in you know the meeting with the seller, we're having the conversation that it's really more about the service level that we're providing, who we are, who yeah. our connections are, who our clients are. Um, obviously, every agent has the access to the same MLS, the same, uh, you know, basic marketing. It's more about the relationship. Mm-hmm. So we're finding that the the deeper the relationship and connection can be and building the trust and providing outside of the box uh, marketing and ideas. You know, at some of these launch parties, we'll have uh, Sushi Chef. We'll do, you know, sushi. There's a coffee cart that comes and they put the foam on top and you can print the the agent's photos oh, on the that. coffee, the, the company amazing. logo, a picture of the house and on just... top of the cup of coffee. And people are snapping photos and putting it on their page. Yep. Now, let me just... Everybody's having fun and then they talk about it. Now, let me just stop you right there for one second. Just interrupt you for a moment, half yep. a moment. This is what I love about our podcast because we're taking people from completely two different sides of the United States yep. where we're doing completely two different things and different listening markets. to ideas yeah. that hasn't hit our, our, our market yet. Um, so, Sean, go, go on because that coffee thing I haven't seen here. Sushi, yeah, I've seen. Yeah, sushi. Coffee. I've seen the sushi. Amazing. You know, and it's the sushi I've done myself. Digital printer. Uh-huh. Digital printer that's edible you know, whatever the technology right. is, but you can put a photo of the house, the address, you can put custom photos at some of these. We've even seen uh, uh, contemporary ballet dancers. Wow. wow. Ooh, I love it. At, at these launch parties, we're seeing sometimes a uh, hundred or hundreds of people that will come through in that window. And wow. that exposure really creates a wave. Absolutely. So, so what Sasha and I do, because we have the, the social media down, we talk to our influencers and we invite our influencers yeah. over to our, our stuff. Cause obviously we, we create a hashtag for the property. Exactly. So we, we do it a little bit differently different things because we know the reach of social media and we've sold property from 
social media. Social media. Like we've Amazing. sold, you know, yeah. uh, one point, just recently, $1.9 million property. Amazing. On just the buyer came from social media. Um, so we utilized that. But here in this coffee thing, it's just... That's amazing. It's phenomenal. It's so it's that just lit a fire under my tush. I need to go get a seven million dollar um tear down. It's it's fun. <laughs> it's it's a lot of fun. Yeah. You know, it's what it's I, about having a good time, and then they, they talk about it. Yeah. You know? Exactly. The buzz. What I always like to say is luxury is not a price point. It's real. It's all about the experience. That exactly. You have. It's all about that 100%. experience. So, just hearing him talk about the the high level of service, right? Making the relationship mm -hmm. so key. You know, at the end of the day, they're just people. Yeah. They're just people. I mean, they may have a little bit more money in our their bank accounts than ours. They got a lot more zeros than They I may have more equity in that house than <laughs> our house. But at the end of the day, they're just individuals. They wear pants. They use the bathroom. They brush their hair just like, well, if they have hair. But they do the same way as they, us. They do the exact same thing so that they, everyone does. So that's why people don't realize. I but love that. They're just people. They're just, yeah, they just are just people. Human. Now. Bottom at the end of the day, and and I know the answer to a lot of these a lot of these questions. I know, but I make it for our okay, Mister Know It All. No, I, I, the, <laughs> but I do. I, I try to sound very naive. You see this? He's like cocky, but then he's like, you yeah. know, I I, I know I'm the answer, you. but I'm gonna ask because it anyway. the, But I know the answer. A lot okay, of the stuff sounds stupid, but <laughs> you know, we have home inspectors, right? A lot of these big properties are in septic or well. Because it's just so far off the beaten path. In yep. LA, you guys do you guys have city sewers and city water, or do you guys have septic systems and wells and stuff like that? Well, I guess you probably couldn't have wells because of the earthquakes, right? It's it's both. It really depends on specifically oh. where the home is. You know, we have some areas that are a little more rural or, yeah. you know, off the beaten path. But, you know, in the city it's all pretty well connected. So now with the inspectors, you get a pool inspector, you, you know, you get all these specialized inspectors, sewer inspectors and all stuff like that. Are you guys getting inspectors to, spe to inspect the security systems? So like, mm. you know what I'm saying? Like to make oh, wow. sure that the security system that it's there. So just recently we had a hockey player to sell his uh, home in Alpine. Okay. It was like $30 million. So something like that. And he was also... I think he was renting it out to digs, dig, um, dig, dignitaries. How do you pronounce it? Dignitaries. Dignitaries. Okay. From Russia, or whatnot. He was like, you mean? He, so okay. the security on that property was going to be high. And if you think about even CC Sabathia, um, you know some of these high, C, high worth CEOs. I'm yeah. sure their security system is to the point. Are you guys getting inspectors to inspect these properties to make sure that their security system makes sense for the new clients coming in? I love that. Yeah, the, know, right? the properties uh, are just so over the top. You know, some of these homes have, you know, obviously, immense security systems mm -hmm. and the Wi-Fi. It, it'll have a room filled with servers right. and uh, showing all of the videos that the cameras are seeing real time and also recording. You know, so the the, the technology is really being also looked at to make sure that the network is secure and safe and that it is providing enough power. You know, the, a lot of these uh, are also on backup generators. Mm -hmm. You know, that way if the power goes down, you're not losing service, you know. And then they also have uh, what's been amazing in a lot of them is also they have like a safe room, yep. a panic room type, type uh, thing, you know, where the bookshelf comes out. Uh-huh. 
It's, Those it's are got cool. that type of room. And, and then I've seen one also that had a, a, like an actual safe. Like you walked in and it was basically a giant safe the size of a normal bedroom, like wow. a 12 by 12 or 12 by 15 with a vault door. And it, it's crazy. Some we'll of get the, there. We'll get there. Right? Exactly. Yeah. You know, Speak it into existence. You know, this is the nerd coming out of me. I wanna, that has to be at least six inch thick, eight inch thick floors to carry the weight of the, 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 that door. That's just me being a door. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> a lot of the doors on the, the rooms have four inches, you know. Some mm-hmm. of them, if they're so thick and heavy, they may even have five. Oh, wow. You know, and they're, like you said, they're thick doors. You knock on it, you almost don't hear the knock. It's so thick. Yeah. yeah. That, that's just, that's wild. Can we get one of those? I want one of those. Oh, yeah, we'll put in the kitchen. The, the biggest front <laughs> door I've seen on one of these is probably a 30-foot tall door oh, by oh my God. 10 feet. That's gorgeous. Like yeah, the, oh the my biggest God. door you can imagine. Is that oh, a wood door? What is that? that? I know, right? On the front door to the house. That, yeah, it's a wood? I know. I've seen. Uh, they may be different materials, you know, but just the immensely big door just to give it that presence. Yeah. You know, I, I watch some of these guys um, build these custom doors. There's this welder that has been spending over a year making a custom door but as you turn the knob it's all gears chains and so stuff like that that the, the door itself looks no, like it's a, it's a work of art yeah, it's a, yeah, it's a right. work of art <clears throat> and, and, and that, that's perfect segue thank you so much casey is when you're listing these homes right these homes have some beautiful artwork yeah. now there's a something that sasha and i do with all the clients we do virtual tours on all the clients on the artwork, I always blur out artwork, always, because I don't want anyone knowing what my client has, whether it's the Mona Lisa or if it's just a kid's drawing. I don't care what it is. It's, I always blur out artwork. What are you guys doing when you list these homes with these beautiful paintings or sculptures? What are you doing just to keep them secure? A lot of times some... Yeah. Yeah, some agents will actually ahead, remove. Casey. Yeah, they'll remove the artwork or they'll have it stored. Um, it, it really depends on you know what kind of artwork it is. But during COVID, we saw a lot of people actually build houses around the artwork that they had because they wanted to make their home like a museum. They wanted to showcase their art. Um, so if they have artwork, I'm I'm sure they're they're secure. And what are you guys doing in in in, uh, California. in California over there? Yeah, it's a a great point that, you know, you bring up the the art, you know, and that's really how we're treating the listings Mm -hmm. is like art. You know, each one is so unique and individual that we do treat it like a Van Gogh or a Rembrandt. So you guys are really showcasing it then? Well, the home itself, not necessarily the artwork artwork. in the property. You know, we want to obviously try to keep, uh, you know, things secure and safe and the, the photos are going to be online and videos, so we want people to feel comfortable, mm-hmm. especially if they're still living there. A lot of times, like I mentioned, these homes are vacant, so there's not really as much of a concern. But if the people are living there, we want to, you know, maybe remove the family photos, mm-hmm. you know, and anything that is of value. We would just not post out there to the world, but it may still be in the property. You know, but not necessarily online. You know, one thing that is very important to Sasha and I when we work with some of these individuals, and I'm sure you guys can both echo this, 
is discreetness. Absolutely. We never say who's the owner of the house. I mean, obviously it's public knowledge, but a lot of these individuals have LLCs, so it's not their name. Correct. But especially if they're moving into the house, we never say, uh, blah, 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 just bought this house because it just makes, I mean, that's. No, but at the same time, you have these clients. We have some of these clients that are new to the industry, new to uh, sports and entertainment, and they're not, um, a lot of things that we lead with is education because Mm -hmm. at the end of the day, it's not about the paycheck for us. There may be um, a prospect that's new to buying a property and doesn't know he needs to purchase the property in an LLC, and that's where we come in because we have to guide these clients and help them. That's amazing. At at the same time, yeah, it's about the... Absolutely. It's about the paycheck, but it's not because you need to make sure that client is educated to the point where he knows he can then turn around and tell his teammates or whoever, his family members, whoever, Hey, this is what happened in my transaction. Blah, blah, blah. X, Y, and Z took place. And this is why I bought this property. Yeah. Pe- people don't realize how small of a group yep. it is. Absolutely. Six, you know, six degrees of separation. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, that's $7 million listing. Their next door neighbor is not a $400,000 house. No. Exactly. So they're going to share their experience 100%. with their neighbors. And the best compliments are referrals. So, so that that's what we're all about. And, and it's just, you know, Listening to what you guys are saying is how different our markets are between Absolutely. us yeah. and Beverly Hills. So, you know what? Let That's me so crazy. Give- Casey, I had a question for you. Sure. Um, well, for both of you, I'm going to go with Miss Monet first. Um, what is your, what is for yourself you would say is the best part about dealing with luxury? Oh, my God. There's so many fun parts. Is it really? Yeah. If you had to pick three, top three, what would it be? Seeing the homes. Mm. Incredible. Uh, working with the agents, the relationships that I've made. Absolutely. How some of these agents have become like, I feel like they're family. Each office has become like, each office is my family. That's amazing. Um, what else? Get it? Yeah, just meeting There's all so the many. people. Know, meeting right? the photographers, meeting the stagers, like building the, the relationships for me has, has been huge. That's awesome. Sean, I'm going to go with you next. What? Uh, same question. Yeah. I, I think that I would echo, you know, Casey's answer that that's really the great experience of working with these clients and also how smooth the, the this, this process can be, you know, versus working with somebody at a, you know, different price point, you know, sometimes uh, can be a little bit more challenging. They, they don't have as much uh, understanding of, maybe real estate itself, which is fine. We're here to educate and help and provide resources and support. But a lot of these people do own multiple properties and with having so much resources, it's not as challenging for them to just make the transaction happen. That's awesome. You know, they're, they're, they're not sweating the, the deal. They're, they're so busy. And, you know, a lot of times, you know, back to what you were saying a moment ago, it depends, I think, on the client. You know, sometimes name dropping helps the situation. Absolutely. And sometimes we want a little bit more privacy, you know, but a lot of times after it closes, we may, you know, reveal who the client was. And then depending on how it was bought, it may be public knowledge. Absolutely. Um, so our office with Keller Williams, Beverly Hills, we just sold uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce's home at $250 Ooh. million. Wow. We represented, hold on, hold on. Uh, you were that, talking about I was just talking about this. That commission. So, so all right. Sasha and I were trying to figure out the commission on that. 
And I go to Sasha, I'm like, even if it was a quarter of a percent, that agent made money. Without, he asked me, he yeah. was like, would you go for the 6%? I'm like, absolutely, I would. Uh, like, <laughs> 110%, I would. Because I would the, offer value. value you're providing. Exactly. exactly. So that property was, I mean, that's just a, that, there's, that property is oh, a Mac, oh my oh, no, God, Let amazing. me just put the camera back on and just Gorgeous, down. just everything about Sometimes, it. Sometimes uh, at, that, at that price point, though, those properties may take hundreds of days, a thousand right. days to sell. You're, you only need one person to buy it, but Absolutely. you need to also be able to continue to market it, provide value through that, you know, period of time, Correct. which could be years sometimes, you know, for the, the you may have heard of the property, the one. They they tried to get uh, like three hundred million for that one and ended up with uh, maybe a hundred and fifty or so million, hundred million. Really? But they're they're really trying to market the home, position the home as something unique, special, different, obviously luxurious, and you know being one of a kind. Absolutely. Now, so the days on market. You're, you know, you look, you, yeah, I mentioned like a hundred Nikki, days. sorry to um, cut you off really quick. Casey's got to run it in a little, just so you know. Yeah, yeah, I was actually, okay. I was trying to actually wind it down. Um, <laughs> trying to wind it down. Because yeah. I'm looking at it and I'm looking over here. So, um, uh, so one of the things you had mentioned. As your thingy is like messing with oh, my one working ear. Oh, goodness. Can you stop? I need it for my, for the camera because the, the camera shuts off. But as we wind down is the one thing you guys mentioned is the days on market for these properties, you're looking at triple digits, you know, high double to triple digits. It's just, they're not, it's a unique buyer buying some of these unique And it's homes. just one person. And Where they may be it? flying in from another country Correct, as well. I was so, say. you know, we're, we're, we're getting marketing. clients that are flying in from Dubai. international. Yeah. And exactly. It now, can be anywhere, you know, Canada, Mexico, China, Australia. You know, these, these buyers are, are looking to invest here. And what's... Don't, hold on really quick. The markets are so different. Like, we're saying with the with the million-dollar market, it the uh, double digits are like, that's how it is. That's a norm. Whereas where it's like the lower end, higher days on market, it's something's wrong with the property. Why is it not selling? It, what is it happening? It, like, it depends. It's, it's so crazy how it's like, it differs from a, every different yeah. angle. Agreed. In real estate, so when a client comes in, whether it be, you know, sports and entertainment, a first-time home buyer, first-time home seller, and they're like, my friend just sold a property or bought a property. No exact, no two transactions are identical in any way, shape, or form. So when you think you know about real estate, you really don't. Same with luxury. We always say it's, it's all about that customized experience. It's, the, it's your, but, your plan is custom to the home. But a luxury market, like, the, so the financial market that we're in now with interest rates for normal homes at 6.7%, which is high, is phenomenal for the luxury market because the luxury market are mostly cash. cash buyers. Oh, wow. So this is actually the perfect market for... High net worth, yes. Yeah. So they look forward oh, wow. to this stuff, this, these markets, because they have cash. And it, so Monet is the exact person to deal with their money. <laughs> you know, Give me a cha-ching. Because you asked for it. You know, it's so this is the market for these homes to sell. This, this is the market. Of course. 
Wow. Now, do you see the same it's thing? It's an in, opportunity market. It's Absolutely. the same thing for you guys, too, right? I love that. That's amazing. I, I'm using, I'm so stealing that, show. We could so make this like a three-hour episode. I'm going to be on Canva later making um, <laughs> the opportunity market reach out to me <laughs> for consultation. <laughs> and I'm going to tag you and I'd be like, thank you to Sean. So, some final thoughts. Yeah. Casey, give us some, some final thoughts about luxury and whole and, and, and just... Real estate as a whole. Yeah, exactly. I'm always telling my agents, like, when you're thinking about the property, the luxury property that you're going to market, target the buyer. Look and research. Put some, like, really prep before you're going to that million-dollar listing. So you're prepping. So you could have the appointment, say, today on a Wednesday. Yep. You're not listening for about a month. What what do you suggest? Yeah. Yeah, sometimes it depends. Again, it's custom. It depends on what what the property needs. It might not need staging. The house might be... Or what the client needs. Gorgeous, or what the client needs. But I'm I'm saying look and and really research that town. Where are all the buyers coming coming from? from. from. Yep. Which is huge because the MLS tells you where they come from. Absolutely. That's one thing we, 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 that's how we do our um, social media campaign. Yes. Oh, I love it. Wow. Someone's using them. We target (laughs) more, but this is something I've been doing since I figured out, I I saw it one day on the MLS. I'm like, oh my God, it tells you where they're coming from. And like, there's a trend. Pagoda has a lot of people coming from Washington Heights. Yeah. So we did. And where they're going to. And where they're going to. Exactly. Exactly. The patterns. So I'm like, why am I not marketing to Washington Heights? And that's how we sold the house in Pagoda. The kind came from Washington Heights. Yeah. I love that. And I'm like, this, this is the answers to the test. So I, Yeah, agents look at me like I have two heads when I when No, I say that, that that's total 100% fact. Target the buyer. Absolutely. <laughs> Sean, Sean, with what she said, do you have anything to add on her point? Because you're going to make your own I point, and, I'll, that, and yes. I'll let Casey <laughs> count on, you know, comment on your point. But do you have anything to comment on her point? Yeah, I think that that's exactly it. You know, really having an idea and understanding and depth of the space that we're in with the luxury, with the higher price points and real estate in general is having an idea of who the buyer is, what they do, where they're coming from, what they're looking for, and providing that at the highest level. Yeah. Awesome. And then your final thoughts. My final thoughts are... Oh, no, Sean's, because he kind of, he commented on oh, her, her... Oh, sorry. So, Sean, what's your, your final thoughts? What, what do you have to say? I, I just want to say what a great talk and experience. Mm-hmm. I appreciate, you know, the neighborhood home sellers for having me. Nico, Sasha, thank you for your time. Casey, what we a pleasure to meet you. you. Looking forward to, uh, you know, continuing this conversation. And for sure. this is Sean Morrison with Keller Williams Sports and Entertainment. Beverly Hills. Realtor nice. to the stars. Your, oh, before we go, guys, give us your handles on social media, yes. on Instagram, TikTok, wherever you yep. are. For me, it's uh, KW Luxury Bergen on Instagram. KW go Luxury Bergen. Correct. Yeah. And uh, Sean, what's yours? Now, Sean Uh-oh, has two. I know, that, I know that handle, so I think we're already <laughs> following each other, Casey. Woohoo! <laughs> you know oh, what's funny? Yeah, definitely appreciate your support. What was funny and is. I'm uh, Sean Morrison, Realtor, S H A W N M O R R I S O N, Realtor, Sean Morrison, Realtor on everything. And you can reach me at 310 560 8580 for all of your Southern California referral needs. And That's your amazing. episode just aired two weeks ago, correct? Your ADTV yeah, show? Yeah, so uh, we, we share, uh, you know, uh, that in common as well with the American Dream TV, and uh, excited that my second episode just aired on Fox. Wow. Had a really great that's experience amazing. with uh, yeah. So that's been uh, 
Thank you. Thank you. I'll be here all week. <laughs> <laughs> Absolutely. And Sash, what's your final thoughts? Go for it. My final thoughts are as normal as it is all the time, every time. Okay. And yeah, wrist rambling, you know. No, stop. Stay away from that button. My, my thoughts are just go after your dreams, whether it be in real estate, whether it be in whatever field, find your passion and just go after it. And stop saying, if, if you can do something today, do it today. Do not put it off t until tomorrow, whether it be social media, whatever it is. Post a video. It doesn't matter. Exactly. No one cares what you look like. It's just in your do head. It. Just, just do it. Just do it. Yeah. Nike's going to come after me for royalties because I use that so much. It's insane. I'll, and I'll just tell you, do it. And I'll tell you this with my final thoughts. As a real estate agent, I'm talking to you, if you're listening. You're a brand new agent. You want to get into the luxury market. You can. Do it. But work with somebody who has the experience because it's a very, very, you very hard. You're going to need that mentorship and yeah. that coaching. And just that. learn because it's a very different language. It's different vocabulary. It's a different mindset. Different clientele. You want to do it. It's an apprenticeship. Get into it. I love that. Real estate itself, anyone can do it. Anyone can open a door, sell real estate, do a condo. But when you're looking at a condo on the Hudson River on a, in a penthouse that's a few million dollars, you're looking at different things. You're thinking about... Hey, Nico. You. Absolutely. I have one, one more thought that you just kind of, you know, let me to think of, um, you know, just want to share, you know, at one of our family reunion events at a luxury talk, you know, we're having this conversation around million and multi-million dollar properties. Somebody stood up in the room from Oklahoma somewhere and was like, you know, I haven't sold a $500,000 home. 500,000 in most of the country is luxury. And mm. I think that, you know, a lot of people forget that. Mm -hmm. So I, I think that it's it's really a mindset, you it, know. It definitely and is. If you, you, you choose to be luxury, and it's about the experience, like Casey said. It's not necessarily the price point, you know. So we treat every price point as luxury. That's the Make best way of saying it. I every experience. Listen, I say this every episode, and every episode I cannot be any more genuine when I'm saying it. This genuine. Genuine. Genuine is genuine. a singer. What's his name? What a song? Sean, help me out here. What's the song he sang? Casey, help Pony? Me. Pony. There we go. <laughs> I was thinking of a song. Like, sing it. Sing it for me real quick. No, we got to give him that real quick. And you get the womp womp this time. Genuine. Yeah, look at that. <laughs> I'm really, uh, this was so much fun. Like, this honestly, is this isn't a podcast that I wish can be like three hours. I know, right? It I was, know. It's so much fun because it's so much... And so much information. Information. So I'm that so proud of you guys, honestly. Aww. No, no, please. Beyond my expectations. And so proud of you. No, it means. Rem remember all of your uh, New Jersey and New York referrals for the neighborhood home sellers, Nico, Sasha. Yeah. Thank you for Aww. your time. Thank KP, you so much. Much appreciated. Nice meeting you, Sean. Guys, you, e -meeting. you guys can find us everywhere. Uh, Apple. Spotify, Sasha, I'm waiting for you. iHeartRadio. Anywhere you get your podcast, guys. The little platforms, the big platforms, we're exactly. there. And we see you, so listen to me, yes, guys. Yes, we do. And then uh if you want to see my face behind the voice, check us out on YouTube. I know you guys want to look at me. The so. neighborhood sellers <laughs> on all social media. Guys, God bless you guys, all. Guys, also our ADTV episode just aired. We have the full episode on YouTube. Check out uh Instagram also for all the bloopers. Yes. Because after then my, my middle name should have been bloopers because I had a bunch of them and they it was, were amazing. It was they were fire. It was pretty fire. Yeah. I love that. Have fun. <laughs> Guys, God bless you all. Thank you for listening, and have a wonderful day. Peace. Sean, thank you so Take much care. for visiting, Peace, buddy. Guys. All right, bye, guys. My pleasure. We'll talk Here to you. it is. The episode you've been waiting for. 
the Neighborhood Sellers Podcast with your hosts, Nico and Sasha Antanasio. Grab a chair, grab a drink, grab a friend, and enjoy the conversation. 